A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. We live in a world of fees. Airlines hotels, food delivery, and especially car dealers all charge excessive last-minute fees. When you want something badly enough, it feels like your only choice is to pay up. But what if you had a choice to take a stand instead? At Carvana, we believe in treating you better. With zero hidden fees, you can drive off without feeling ripped off. That's what it means to live fearlessly with Carvana. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save $25. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831 Hey guys, Ryan Satin here from Wrestling Sheet Radio, and if you're a gamer like me, then you better get ready to make some mayhem. Shoot and loot your way through a mayhem-fueled adventure in Borderlands 3. Blast through new worlds and enemies as one of the four new playable Vault Hunters, each with deep skill trees, abilities, and customization. Play solo or with your friends to take on insane enemies, score loads of loot, and save the galaxy from a fanatical threat. Also, I hear that the game has over a billion guns, which is pretty awesome, I'm not going to lie. Mayhem is coming September 13th on PC, Xbox One, and PS4. Pre-order now at Borderlands.com. Rated M for Mature. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. 
Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General States pricing. Sales price does not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click... Your stuff works, but you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than Copper Top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah, an upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the SmackDown Live Recap on Pro Wrestling Sheet. I'm your host, John Roca, joined, as always, by the editor-in-chief of Pro Wrestling Sheet, Ryan Satton. How are you? I'm doing great, although I'm very unhappy uh, with the fact that our show didn't air yesterday. Oh, yeah. Uh, I want to apologize to those of you who have been DMing me and maybe didn't see my tweet about it. We did record a Raw Recap show yesterday. I can assure you that uh, it was great. It was actually probably our best show. No, I, I don't know that. I just uh, greatest no, actually, show ever. Actually, we probably said a few inappropriate things on there that I'm kind of glad that didn't air. Actually, but that's not why the show didn't. Oh my air. god, the show didn't air because of the file was corrupted. We know yeah. it, it didn't air, but at like 20 minutes into the episode, I noticed the TV glitching that I can see myself on over there. Yeah. Uh, I went to the tech team to say something about it. We thought it was fixed. It was not. I apologize to all of you. I know you want to hear our takes on things that happened. I don't feel like anything monumental happened on Raw that we really need to get back towards. We're going to get to Bailey. Okay, Bailey's the first say. thing here at the top, so we can talk about right, Bailey right, right, right here at the top. Right. That is important. Yes. That I want to get to, but that we can cover right here at the top. I, okay. I, I, mean, I more so mean uh, topics that are going to come that 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 we won't talk like cover in some way here, yeah, maybe in sure. some way, shape, or form. Okay. Uh, the only one I can think of is is the Firefly Funhouse, and um, yeah. I loved the Firefly Funhouse when we talked about it. Roca mm-hmm. didn't love it maybe as much as me, I no. think. Uh, but but I enjoyed I, it, but it wasn't as yeah. You know. I thought it was one of the best ones because I liked that it. Um, not only did it play off of the 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 tweet that went out saying that Bray Wyatt's going to challenge either Seth Rollins or Braun Strowman um, and Mm. give a let's Bray Wyatt build up to that match for the next month that it happened before, you know, month before Seth and Braun even enter the picture. He can keep building that up and building the anticipation for that. Um, I like they played off. They mentioned the SummerSlam stuff and him kind of being like, I'm sorry, Finn, you know, for what the fiend did to you. And I also liked uh, a lot that they, not, they played into the fact that there's more going on still in the funhouse. I felt like they'd kind of gotten away from that, but when Ramblin' Rabbit popped up from under the table with the little help me sign and Bray Wyatt pushed it back down, I was pumped because I feel like, yeah. I, I felt like, okay, as long as they keep that going um, to like give me little breadcrumbs along the way to make me think that there's still more we're going to find out is going on in the funhouse, I love it because I don't yeah. want... To think that Bray Wyatt is just filming these dumb, goofy kids shows. I want it to be something more. Than yeah. That. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that. And then it'll be, you know, like a, now that it's being announced, now that it's being like told that this is coming, it's a segment because the fiend has appeared. Now it almost gives him a little more freedom to kind of explore more. I mean, the Vince character came back in a very strong way. So we'll see how much more that goes forward. You mentioned how you were shocked. 
that Vince is like really lean, being allowed to be the butt of the joke of this with the money being shoved in his mouth. Like, yeah, I was all so good that. when he's like, when Vince went to stop it, and then he's just like, but Vince, look at all the money I'm making. Look yeah. at all the stuff I'm making or whatever. Great. Yeah. Well, let's see. It's the honesty of Vince, right? If it sells, it makes sense. <laughs> all right. Well, um, yeah. And we'll start with the Bailey stuff. Is there anything else that I'm missing before? From uh, well, there was a triple, the triple threat King of the Ring thing with the Corbin and uh, Ricochet and Samoa Joe. I, that's honestly the thing I'm most mad about yeah. yesterday's episode not being able to uh, publish on YouTube because we did our own full reenactment here we of did. Like who we thought uh, was the who I thought was the winner. Yeah. Uh, With the shoulders yeah, and the hands on top. Long story short on that one, Baron Corbin should have got a bye in the tournament. They both should have lost. That's I like, my opinion. I like a triple threat. It's fun. <laughs> Corbin overcoming the odds. Who knows? People are going to start cheering for Corbin. That's going to scare the hell out of a lot of us who didn't like him at the beginning. So we'll see. But as he said, we're starting off with the Bailey segment. Certainly, SmackDown Live begins that way as well. They recap everything that happened on Raw with Bailey turning heel and uh, going after Becky Lynch along with uh, Sasha Banks here. Uh, and then Bailey comes out. The song isn't different, but the, and I don't know if this is on purpose or not, but the flying things are closer to her on the ramp. And I thought that was interesting rather than being just on the side. And I don't know if that's maybe the venue or whatever, but I like the feeling of them being closer to her as kind of a shield from the fans, keeping her from the fans. The visual of that was kind of brilliant, whether accidental or on purpose, but it made it seem as if Bailey's walking her own road now and doesn't need the adulation from the fans. All right. So, I liked it. So I she, didn't notice, but I, I like it. Yeah, yeah. She comes down. I did notice road. that she wasn't wearing wrist stuff yep. I think wrist tape anymore so her tattoo was more visible Bailey's got a tattoo yeah she got a tat uh, and she comes down the ring, talks about how, uh, you know, why she did what she did. Talks about loyalty and teaching the kids. You know, she doesn't understand the reaction of people booing her. She's trying to teach your kids about loyalty and friendship. And then her and Sasha are together on this as friends. And that she is going after Charlotte, who's one of the most selfish people in the world. Charlotte interrupts at that moment, comes down to the ring and goes out. Before we get to the other interruption, let's just discuss this. Goes after Bailey uh, uh, initially by saying... I'm selfish? Well, I may be selfish, but you see what you get. I'm not a person who comes from behind, and there's no hugging in my world. That's yeah. a pretty strong statement to come back on mm -hmm. Bailey. So even in this heel promo, Bailey got a little bit owned by Charlotte's heel promo, and that's fantastic. You know, I, I think that it's almost going to kind of like – I kind of like the story of – it, it's very Anakin Skywalker-esque, where mm. Bailey is very Anakin Skywalker, where I feel like we're getting the final, the third part of the trilogy of the prequels, <laughs> where, like, Anakin is finally learning that, like, maybe the dark side is for him, you yeah. know? And so, and Sasha's playing almost like the role of the Emperor here, where she's, like, like trying to bring out the evil mm. in Bailey, you know? Like, feel it, you can feel it, yeah. you know? Like, and so I like that... You can see this like internal confusion within Bailey because mm -hmm. I mean, similar to Anakin, Anakin didn't think he was wrong. Right. Anakin, th Anakin thought that these people were wrong. Like they they let his mom get killed. They let all these things, these bad things happen. His yeah. wife is gonna, the, the girl he loves is gonna die. You know, and so um, it doesn't excuse him killing all those kids. But I hear your point. No, it does not. That's pretty strong. But I mean, that's a heel move. <laughs> that's the chair across the back of Becky Lynch. Definitely a heel move. And I don't want Sasha Banks to kill Izzy. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying that. Nice. Or, or whoever kill Izzy. But yeah. uh, I don't want that to happen. I, I'm just saying that, like, I like that, right? You know, I thought that when we were maybe going to see her come out and go, like, 
full-blown heel. Yeah. But Sasha hasn't even really come out and been like full-blown heel. Yeah. She's kind of been cocky. She's been confident. Um, it's an interesting. Calculated. But I don't think she's been a full-blown heel yet. She's yeah. not saying like, well, I guess she is kind of. She said she didn't care about the women's tag team titles and that she's crying on the bath. You know, on but the, they're the heels with board. nuance. Yes. They're not agreed. the standard heels. No. And I find this to be very interesting uh, as a new way to approach being a heel. Mm-hmm. Because Bailey doesn't come out and she's not being shameless when she's saying what she's saying. No. She's saying, this is why I did it. I love my friend. I stand by my friend. And she, I, I want to teach you loyalty and friendship now. And she isn't like smirking and and like not believing what she's saying. She seems like she truly believes what she's saying. And, and Sasha even, too. And even, you know, I liked, you know, later in this angle, in this segment when, uh, you know, so Sasha comes out. Right, Sasha comes out. And, and says her thing or whatever. Right. And then, um, you know, you see like, well, she doesn't even say anything. She's no. just standing there. And then you see um, Bailey standing behind Charlotte. And I'm sure you, like me, were like, oh, Bailey's going to deck Charlotte right. right now. But they did the opposite. No, Charlotte's Charlotte deck. was still one step ahead of Bailey and yep. decked Bailey to where Bailey finally had to come succumb to the dark side again. Yeah. Go grab that steel chair, wham Charlotte with it. And sh- I think it's. She's learning that she's more powerful yeah. when she isn't trying to be the nice person. I think we're going to slowly see that, and I kind of like that, actually. All four of them, you could argue now, the four horsewomen, are essentially tweeners. Heel slash faces, depending on the situation. Absolutely. So you were talking about this, and I thought about it more as I was driving home last night. You were talking about this idea, which is not on the show, because we didn't drop the show, but you mentioned on the show how you think they're lining up something with the four horsewomen uh, and the these four, uh, they're lining up something. You're not sure what it is I'm yet. I'm not sure what it but is. But they're lining something up by but making they, them all, you know, go heel or face. They're definitely putting them all in the forefront yeah. right now with, a, with I, in my opinion, the hottest storyline in WWE oh, right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. So and once again, I, the women. Yes. So I'm, I'm, yes, I'm very interested. I think that, mm. and I know people are going to be like, what, Satin, what are you talking about? But, like, I do think it's somehow setting up for the return of Ronda Rousey. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I know that she was trying to get pregnant, and right. that was the whole thing. She also almost cut her cut finger, finger off the other day. But just like a piece of me. Yeah. A piece of me thinks that, like. Where, Survivor Series or next I don't year? Know. You I think don't. WrestleMania next year? Are they lining this all up no. to drag it out to WrestleMania? I do think Ronda Rousey will at WrestleMania. Okay. I, I mean, like, I know that she's supposed to be pregnant, and that might sound or that she's trying to get pregnant, that might sound crazy of me. But just like I have this hunch that you know we haven't heard anything yeah. yet. Like she's not pregnant yet, right? She's not pregnant yet. So that we've heard of. Yeah. So I mean, like that's a lot of negotiation time. They could have worked something out. I don't. I don't have any inside info or anything like right, that. I'm right, just right. saying, like seeing the like after I mean, after WrestleMania, the women really got relegated a little bit. Like we yeah. were seeing a lot less women stuff, even though they were just in the main event. And then they've suddenly now like. They've cared about. They've clearly cared about Becky Lynch again. Yep. They've they're clearly caring about Sasha Banks and Bailey for yep. the first time in a while. Like working hard on their storyline and not a throwaway. Um, Charlotte's always been important in their eyes. But yeah, I I do feel like they're setting up for something. I would love four horsewomen versus four horsewomen. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, Shayna. It might be smarter to have Shayna on NXT. How much longer does she gonna is she gonna have to like she's been there so long? How many male champions, world uh, NXT champions, have come through the system, <clears throat> held the belt, for, and then got, gotten called up while she's been there as a champion? 
I think that if I'm you, surprised how long she's been there. Like she should come up already. I well, not there's space. But. Well, surprised. Um, I don't want her to get called up. Really? Okay. Yeah. Her run has been so good, and and Triple H clearly knows how to book her well. Yes. Look what's happened to Oscar since she came up. Yeah, true. She's such an afterthought now, and she was as dominant as Shayna was. More right. dominant. Right. More dominant than right. Shayna was. Um. So. But Shayna doesn't have the issues on the mic that Asuka does. Shayna is like has that little bit of extra. And it's nothing against Asuka. It's like you have to language look at yeah, you have to, the language barrier is a legitimate thing. Um, so you can see this situation here possibly happening. But you have Bianca as well, for God's sakes. Listen, those two could come up right now, and we wouldn't miss a beat. But also, you have to remember they're premiering on on USA yeah, right, this true. month. So yeah, 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 they yeah. need stars on the show. They <sighs> need the people who are like, hey, these fine. AW has future stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We also have future stars here's bianca belair here's keith lee here's yeah. matt riddle here's kyle o'reilly adam cole you yeah, know yeah. like so there's a team dream so as much as i feel like oh they should be called up this is the call up yeah. they, they worked so hard that they called themselves up yeah that's fair you okay. know all right that's fair uh well they end up dispatching uh charlotte uh uh with steel chairs uh, and i kept thinking of edge and christian a concerto like in my head <laughs> i just kept thinking about it as i was watching this i was i was wondering if sasha was going to grab a chair too but them passing the chair to each other is pretty awesome yeah, uh, yeah. and then they walk out and of course Corey graves talking about how these two could be the most powerful women in uh, wwe right now so that's an interesting combo. And then uh, we go off. Um, great uh, segment. Yeah, absolutely great segment. Great, great segment. Uh, we go to break. We come back. And uh, uh, Ali is coming out to face Elias for King of the Ring. Ali in the green this time uh, coming out. And this was a good damn match. Yeah, it was. It was so. It's Once again, Elias can wrestle. He has been able to wrestle for well over a year. It is so frustrating how they booked him at times to not let him show or spread his wings a little bit as a wrestler so that we as fans can believe him either as a face or a heel that he's a formidable opponent. Having him lose or go after the 24-7 title is so diminutive to what the to what his potential is. So to see him go all out with Ali and Ali kind of doing his thing and then Elias surprisingly getting the victory was something I did not expect last night. Uh, well, the way I felt about uh, this match is something that I'm kind of feeling about this current King of the Ring as a whole. Mm -hmm. I love this current King of the Ring as a whole has been a vehicle for great matches. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of the time, when it first got announced, we all kind of were, felt like it was going to be a vehicle for Baron Corbin to have something to do. But at the end of the day, <laughs> it has provided great matches. Yeah. Like, it's, there's been some awesome matches in this tournament so far. Um, and with guys, and not just with guys that already are, have that like indie cred yeah. or NXT cred or whatever, any of those things where people already expect good matches from them, but from guys that aren't necessarily being put in those like mm -hmm. 15 minute dope matches or whatever that, that are used in other ways. Elias, for example, yeah. like you said, you know, Elias can go yeah. when given the opportunity. It's just not how he has been booked. He does these concerts and joke stuff. Um, but Elias can go, and this was definitely one of those episodes where, or one of those matches where yeah. you got to see that from someone like Elias. And we talked about it in the recap you didn't see about Baron yeah, Corbin. We did. I mean, that Baron Corbin versus Cedric Alexander match was awesome. It was a great match. They, I mean, they killed it. They they both put on did fantastic work in the match. Mm -hmm. The fans were invested. You wanted to see Cedric Alexander win, but they also gave themselves an out with him being attacked beforehand. Yep. Uh, but but just overall, Baron Corbin showed up and killed it. He was yep. putting on doing dope stuff in the match, um, and and I, we were pumped on that one, pumped on this one. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, there's just been a few ones in this tournament where you go like those guys maybe 
wouldn't be expected to put on some awesome match, and they did. And I, I loved this match. I thought they did a really good job. I, that, that moment when Ali did the backflip oh off God. the top rope yeah. onto the outside and landed, and then Elias jumped off, and he super kicked Elias in the air. That was insane. That was yeah. wild. Yeah. It was wild. Uh, are you, and, and some weird uh, new submission moves from Elias that I thought were interesting as well. The stretch muffler? Yeah, yeah. Also, did, was that the first time we've heard Elias' music? Like, No, it's been a few okay, weeks now. Okay. But I, you know, everyone was down on that song when it I first seen it showcased that hard. I liked it. Okay. I like it. Yeah, I don't mind it. I think I like it works for him. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um, are you surprised that Ali lost on this? Because, I mean, they were trying to, I mean, this whole thing, he, you know, Kingston took his spot, essentially. Yeah. I thought they were building him back up, all these, like, self-promos and shit. W- are you surprised he lost? A little bit. I was a little surprised he lost. I thought maybe he was going to make it to the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that I'm seeing all this uh, Chad Gable stuff and I'm seeing where Chad oh. Gable went, I think Chad Gable is going to be the underdog in this God tournament. Damn, Ali's got to turn heel then. Like I, if I was Ali, I'm like, if you're not, if you're going to keep taking my shine or taking my run away from me and give it to somebody else, then turn me heel. Let me go after these guys who took my spots. That way it's kind of that reality fiction blending into itself. I would like that. It wouldn't surprise me if we see that eventually. Yeah. It definitely wouldn't surprise me the way things are going and knowing Vince's, the way Vince's book yeah. TV and stuff. It, that definitely wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because now who would see? Well, we'll get to Chad Gable afterwards. We will. But I think that, yeah, I, it makes sense. Right? It, it makes right. sense that Ali lost, I think. I okay. think that Elias... Like you said, if this if this tournament can show people that guys like Elias and Baron Corbin can put on dope matches if given the opportunity, then it's a win, I think. I, I think no two people need that crown more than Elias or Corbin. And it's my it's my thought. Corbin also Corbin because it puts him back on the heel top as King Corbin gives him something to use as a kind of extension of his character now or a new avenue to explore. For Elias, a King Elias, there's a wealth of humor and segments and, like, uh, great matches that could happen here with Elias. get a year's worth of Elvis jokes out of that. At least. At least. And don't be surprised if the King Elias thing leads to a title, like the world title. That's all in play if he becomes King Elias, for God's sakes. My money now is on Chad Gable. You're insane. But let's get, we'll wait till we get to that part. Ain't no, ain't no Hobbit winning no damn belt. All right, Samoa Joe, uh, we go backstage, his interview. An Olympian. And like, he would stretch the <laughs> shit out of you. Out of me? Of yeah. course he would. <laughs> Yeah, um, starts. Uh, he starts out. This is funny. His uh, promo in the back. He's like a reverend. I've come back to the light. I'm gonna do my thing. People are gonna see this thing. And I was like, oh, this is an interesting new promo style. Yeah. And so I liked it a lot. Like what he had to say. Good promo. And, and him talking about people bending the knee. Little Game of Thrones reference. I appreciated that as well. He was great on the mic. Oh, he, he was great in the Chad Gable segment later too. He's, oh yeah, yeah, he was great last yeah. night. This he was, was a good little promo to kind of line him up. Yeah. Yeah. The thing with Chad Gable too makes me wonder if he. If it's maybe him that gets to the finals and it's Chad Gable versus Mojo in the finals, but we'll see. I don't know. Oh, no. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, all right. Alistair Black comes out. Uh, oh, Alistair Black has a promo, rather. He does this thing. Finally, he is going to pick a fight. Finally, Muhammad is going to the mountain because the mountain won't come to Muhammad. So he says he's going to go do this. So finally, hope to God we're done with that stupid black room and he can go out there and just start fighting people, for God's sakes. Because we have been deprived of the skills and abilities of Alistair Black consistently week to week in the ring in exchange from doing these dumb promos in a black now dumb they were great at first now dumb in this all black room uh i got the same vibe from this that he's done with these room things i i don't know if that's the case but it felt that way where he was like i'm over this 
you know, that maybe they realize that these aren't catching on like, yeah. like people thought. Um, it's tough when you're competing with Firefly Funhouse. It's really tough. That's true. Nothing is coming close to that. That is true. That is actually, I think yeah. that if the Firefly Funhouse wasn't around, people might be more into the Alistair Black sure. room thing. Um, but the match itself, oh, that's not, yeah, that's not, not yet. Yeah. But yes, the promo, the promo um, I kind of hope they're done. Yeah, right? As much as I enjoyed uh, a recent interview he did where he explained his thought process on it, I just don't think it's, it's, it's clicking as much. If you've got to explain the joke... It isn't that funny. If well, you've got to explain the promo, it isn't that good. That's my, th- that's my thing. It, if you've got to explain it so that people understand it, you're not doing a good job. That's the way I look at it. Like people, if it, I get that. And I, everything he said, I read that interview, everything he said made sense. Mm-hmm. And you're like, great. But the fans aren't getting that. And the fans aren't going to read this thing to get it. So it's like you've got to get them right off the bat. Yeah, I agree with that. I thought that's what Firefly Funhouse has done miraculously agreed yeah totally yeah. fair totally uh all right let's move on nikki and alexa take on mandy rose and sonia deville i'll leave my comments someplace else in case we get uh, messed up again fire and desire get the win here uh with a great one two combo which yeah, i love it was like the total elimination back in the day but but yeah. like uh a little updated version because she did the front sweep yeah instead of like because she was kind of like did that front sweep into it and then mandy did the pumped knee thing yeah i loved it so what that was the first time they had used that move, right? That I can recall. Me yes, too, that's why I, I wrote recall. it down. I'm like, I didn't this is a great one too. Move. Me too. I didn't recall them using that move in the past yeah. either. And I and then like I saw someone had a name for it already on Twitter, and I was like, maybe I just haven't seen this yeah. move, so I don't want to look dumb by tweeting about it. But it looked dope. Yeah, I was like, man, that's a cool finishing move. And I think while it's random that they like this start and stop push for fire and desire mm-hmm. all the time, they're just like they start, they stop, they start, they stop. They like. Um, I feel like this is going to be the one where they finally get a real push this time. They're both, they? they're both doing well. Do you think they get the belts? Hmm. Because you just had your, like, once again, you're following the Iconics playbook here by having Nikki and Alexa losing or in the singles yeah. or tag team, and they have the belts, and it makes no effing sense to me. You talked to me uh, yesterday, which wasn't, uh, you know, obviously not the episode, but you talked to me how, like, it makes no sense that uh, Ziggler and uh, uh, Rude were struggling for 10 minutes with Hawkins and Ryder. But I say these are former tag team champions. You look at these tag team champions, and they're, like, just getting dispatched so quickly, and I- I'm just shocked by how they're booking Alex, and they worked so hard to get them over, and then they were just like, eh, okay, we gave you the belts, let's move on to other tag teams. And I'm, I'm frustrated by that. Before I answer that, do you think Alexa and Nikki are faces or heels? Uh, That's a good question. Uh, someone told me today that they're considered faces internally. And I, I think, was like, I don't know if I there's feel that no way. There's no way they're faces. Right. The, the way Alexa treats her and the way Alexa talks about stuff, there's no way they're faces. Okay, I agree. And Nikki, too. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Um, to your other point, uh, I agree that they... They clearly have no respect for the women's tag team titles. Zero. They like they have them lose whenever. They're always yeah. kind of like made to look weak. Um, I do see Fire and Desire winning them soon. Okay. I thought about this since our last conversation, which you guys will never see. And <laughs> I don't think that Bailey and Sasha are going to be the women's tag team champions okay. anytime soon. I think that in their minds, they're to bigger fish. They're on to bigger fish. They want. Singles. They want to be the two women's champions. Yep. 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 Yeah, that I th- a thousand percent agree. With. And that's why Sasha said she didn't care about the women's tag team right, titles. Right. So, yeah, 
I think, yeah, I think Fire and Desire are going to win the tag team titles, and they should. Honestly, they've yeah. both grown exponentially. Like they're both yeah. so much better than they were a year ago. I, I thoroughly agree with you. Yeah, are there still some things that can be tweaked, and they're going to get tighter? Yes, but they are so good as a team, so good wrestling. Mandy's such a powerhouse when she uses her strength for her moves. Sasha's a great counter. I mean, I'm sorry, sorry. Uh, Sonia. Sonia is a great counter with her fast moves and MMA stuff. They're a good team, and they work well. And give them the belts, see if the fans get more over with them, and they work their thing. And I love the fact that Sonia is a gay uh, wrestler, has the bandana. It's not a big deal. And I love that. I love that because it's just like she can do damage irregardless. And I think in some small subconscious way or maybe even conscious way, they're making it okay for this to be a thing going forward in the WWE in any format. Here's another question. Yeah. Where the hell are the Kabuki Warriors? Who? <laughs> you know where they're at? They're fighting in Australia against the Iconics, which they just I saw uh, that. announced. But that's like a house show, a live event. Well, exactly. Uh, it's just crazy to me. Like, yeah. It's just crazy to me. I think with Paige in the next surgery, they're pushing the Kabuki Warriors back until Paige comes back, and then they'll maybe make a push. Because Kabuki Sane. versus Fire and Desire makes sense once they win the titles. Yeah, Kyrie Sane is so over. Asuka's so yeah, over. Like, true. it is very ridiculous. True. I mean, that's why, you know, I don't know people push back on this idea, but I would love for the women to be on shows and then have their own show. They can still be on Raw and SmackDown and whatever on NXT, but they can also have their own shows, own storylines, own things. You have all this talent. You got to use it. I would not be against a 30-minute women's show on Fox Sports in the fall. or Something. Something. An hour. I'm happy with an hour. An hour is cool, too. Well, you can fill an hour with all the talent you you have. You could, but also then you might run the risk of overkill since... They're also all on Raw and SmackDown, too. Then there's Wait more. Then they're on more than the... Than You've got Raw, SmackDown, NXT, 205 Live, and main event. All dudes. Mostly dudes. So well, you're talking about its own specific roster? That's what I'm talking about. Oh, I thought you meant the women that are on the Raw and SmackDown roster having their own show. Right. Like with storylines and stuff. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, but then they'd be on Raw, SmackDown, and their own shows. Right. So they'd be on more you, shows than You're telling me that's overkill, but I've got five shows with multiple dudes Different on it. Different rosters. Yeah, though that's oh, I see what you're saying. So the women would have to be doing so much work. You'd be like no, 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 no. making them do so much. Uh, extra no, no, no. Work. I see what your point is. Yeah, I guess I, I should uh, flesh that out a little bit more. New talent in that hour long show, or they could like dip in and have r- matches against some that's of the SmackDown okay. and, and Raw uh, wrestlers. But I think that there's I think there's enough talent of women to do store separate show, kind of like Two Hundred Five Live, where it's all women, and you can see the shows from see the talent from there. To be honest with you, I don't like. The idea, I, I don't like how many brands there are in general. That's fair. I don't like, I, I, to me, the fun of wrestling is the mix of types of people. Yep, yep. So to me, I like there to be British people on my show, women, men, luchadors, Japanese guys, big dudes, small guys, all that kind of stuff. So to me, I don't like kind of the... There's only UK wrestlers on this show. Uh-huh. There's only women on this show. There's only cruiserweights on this show. There's only big dudes on this mm. show. There's only Japanese people on the show. To me, I don't know. I just I, d- okay. that doesn't excite me as much because it's just a lot of I don't know. It's not a lot of diverse. Not, not diversity is the wrong. Word. There's not a lot of like. Uh, it's all just the same thing. It's very. It's all just feels like the same thing. But NJPW is all. 
mostly Japanese. Well, it? that's because they're from Japan. Okay. Like, it's a little bit different. They're, okay. they're all Japanese guys because they're based in Japan. Fair enough. Okay. It's a little bit different. It's just a question. No, I'm just, I mean, like, and it's not all Japanese guys. Yeah, they I have know. lots of white guys. Yeah, oh, Kenny they Omega's have Luchador, yeah, yeah, Jericho. Other countries true, and stuff true. like that, too. So, um, and there's no weekly New Japan show. There isn't. There really isn't. Which You're makes right. it difficult to get into, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. So that's just me. I don't My know. greatest fear about AEW is they're going to start creating separate shows rather than their main show too quickly. I worry about that myself. Right? They seem to be running really fast. Like 20 broadcasters for some reason. <laughs> yeah, neither of us. <laughs> well, I don't need it, but I, 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 yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm sure you would. <laughs> All right, Samoa and Joe, uh, they have an, uh, Samoa Joe has an exchange here with uh, Chad Gable uh, in the back, calls him Bilbo, uh, makes fun of him as Chad is trying. Chad looks almost unrecognizable. Every time with I the haircut? See, yeah, it's, I legitimately do not recognize that guy. And it, and it looks like he's gotten a little bit yeah. thinner. And, and, Maybe a little more tight. Right, tighter, I guess is the right term. Yeah, not as bulky out. Uh, and... Uh, uh, you know, it calls him Bilbo. So I guess maybe they're setting up something down the well, road. Well, we talked about this before. There's like there's this like big fear that they're going to be doing some kind of short gimmick with Chad Gable, and obviously they've yeah. been calling him out on it a bunch lately on TV. But I'm just like reserving judgment because, to be honest with you, as we saw with Andrade, because I mean he wins. Yes, he won. You know, he beats Andrade, and that's a pretty big win for him considering yeah. where he's at on the card. Um, I feel like oh, did I skip Randy Orton. Yeah, right. yeah, it's all right. I won't get to the Chad Gable thing yet, but for the promo itself, um, there's big fear that like something is happening with Chad Gable where they're going to be making fun of him for being sh- like it's going to be part mm-hmm. of his gimmick because mm-hmm. there's that trademark filing of Shorty G, and people keep calling him Short and Shorty and stuff like that. So um, I don't. I'm 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 reserving judgment. Okay, because I really feel like. Everyone's jumping to conclusions based on WWE's history and this trademark filing and having absolutely no idea where it's going. Um, there's a lot of gimmicks where yeah. if you just saw the name and were like, what? Before it debuted, you'd probably think it was stupid. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm reserving judgment because I actually am hopeful that this is going to lead to something actually really good for Chad Gable. Cool. I have this feeling that this okay. is that this is maybe... The start of something awesome for Chad Gable. He's been mm-hmm. c- putting out those cool promos on social yeah, media. Certainly doing that of him of him training and stuff. He's been owning up to being the. He's kind of been being more of an Olympian. I feel like they're letting him be more of an Olympian and less of like stoner Kurt Angle, which yeah. is kind of how he, the vibe that he was with the long hair and stuff. Like he's yeah. kind of like jokey and stuff. And this version of Chad Gable has been very serious, as we saw in this thing where he's like, yeah. "Hey man, I'm preparing for my match. Like leave me alone, type thing." Right. Uh, so. I, I like it. I, okay. I like it. Okay. Well, as you mentioned, Randy Orton did a promo, uh, you know, calling out Kofi, talking about showing us some footage, talking about everything he's done. Uh, Kofi starts to come out, and then the Revival beat him up at the top of the ramp, drag him down into the ring. Uh, then Kofi fights back, and maybe momentarily you think he's going to get the best of all three of those guys, and then they eventually absolutely destroy them. Uh, and then you wonder, what, what, like the announcer does, what condition Kofi's going to be in for this matchup against Randy. Uh this do anything for you? No. Yeah. Same. I felt like it was very copy and paste. Yeah. I felt like it was very uncreative. I felt like I felt like Randy Orton did a great job in sure. the role he was playing, like sure. that he was tasked with doing. Um, the his promo wasn't necessarily like bad. No. I just felt like it was very um copy and paste. Yeah. We got to fill the time. We got to like, remind people this is coming. Mm-hmm. So let's do something to beat Kofi and put some kind of odds in the situation and keep yeah. building up to when New Day comes back to help yeah. even the odds type thing. And so, turn on it. And I mean, it is what it is, but. Yeah, I don't think it was that exciting. And turn on Kofi. Yeah. Yeah. No. (laughs) 
All right, fine. Andrade, let's get to this Andrade chat. I'm very angry about this, but Andrade uh, and Chad Gable go out of here in the King of the Ring. Chad Gable defeats him after a really great promo from Zelina in the ring, but I, I just don't understand this at all. Why sacrifice Andrade for Gable? Why not have Gable fight really, really hard, come really, really close, and then not get the job done, get laughed at by Joe, Samoa loses that triple threat match, then you've got your uh, uh, program still with Gable and Joe. Eh, I mean, I get, you what, sacrifice I get what you're saying. You're not sacrificing Andrade. He's not going to get a chance to be king. King Andrade would be awesome. He doesn't get a chance to be king. El Rey would be fantastic. <laughs> I don't know why they laughed. So it sounded like he was actually going to be king. I had like a Lion King vibe. Like Andrade just can't wait to be king. And someone ruined it. Uh, fucking Scar. Uh, but no, I don't think that Andrade, you know, as, as cool as it would have been to have Andrade be king. Honestly, I think that yeah. Chad Gable, if... They get the if if they go this route, Chad Gay will get into the finals and being the this underdog story and being the one underdog to make it all the way through, and then being up against Corbin, the guy that everybody thought was going to win the 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 King of the Ring from the start, yeah, and seeing him underdog be the underdog to take down the King or take down Corbin to become the King. And be like a Kurt Angle like King of the Ring winner, where this can be his Kurt Angle like moment, where this is like the finally the start of singles Chad Gable, who's been stuck in all these tag teams for sure. his entire run in NXT and WWE. So if that's where they're going with it, I actually love it. If Chad Gable's going to be the winner and keeps upsetting people all the way through, and he's this like small guy that is like scrappy that is going to be the underdog i love it because chad gable is so incredibly talented like i know that you've seen matches of his but like i know you didn't watch the 205 live match of his mm-hmm. a few weeks ago which was incredible like both of them yeah. he had two matches against jack Gallagher, both incredible incredible singles matches where i was like whoa i they need to let chad gable be doing this on the main roster i mean chad gable in my opinion, is like the one guy in WWE who is massively <laughs> underutilized. Dude went to the Olympics, like was an Olympian, I you know, it. like he is a gr- multiple time champion. He's a good wrestler. <laughs> He's a great wrestler. What did Rollins tell you, right? You get your opportunities. Can you get over with the fans? I don't think they're Gable t- has not gotten over with the fans, no matter how much they've tried to get him over the fans. When have they tried to get Chad Gable over oh the fans? How wrestler? long has he been on the main roster? Singles they, or teams, it doesn't matter. Well, Can all his teams were over, over, so that doesn't make any sense. Are you oh, his no, teams they all did well? They were not that over. You're what crazy. You they were not that over, dude. That's not true. You're insane. People loved American Alpha. Oh, American Alpha in what version? You mean the NXT versus main roster? Yes. Well, they... He was over at NXT, sure, but so was uh, Nikki Cross. People aren't over for Nikki Cross on the main roster. They're not over for... uh, They weren't over for American Alpha on the main roster. I'm saying he's had multiple opportunities. What are those multiple opportunities that you're referring to? Well, he's been in the tag team. Then he had another tag team. What was the other tag team he was on? He's been multiple-time tag team champion. Yeah, multiple-time. But people weren't like, oh, great, this is going to be an awesome run. Fantastic, they won. Yes, they were. No, you're crazy. Who doesn't like Chad Gable? People people weren't excited about this. That's why they keep trying to reinvent him. Because he's not over. They don't try to keep re- trying to reinvent you over and over again on the on the WWE unless this you're is literally not the over. only time I've seen them try to reinvent him a little bit when he cut his hair. When have they tried to reinvent him beyond that? No, well, what do you mean? Wouldn't they try? He's to re- had the same gimmick like the whole time he's been in WWE. You mean the wrestling? You mean the Olympic gimmick? Yeah, yeah, but what? But then he was going out on his own, doing his thing, and what was he doing? They barely had him do any singles since he's been on his own. That's what I'm trying to tell you. 
Because he hasn't got opportunity doesn't mean he's not over. He's had opportunities by barely. You still had some, but you weren't over. Which opportunities are you referring to? When he was to? wrestling singles after the breakup of the tag teams. Well, he wrestled like a couple singles matches. He hasn't been given these big opportunities. This is literally the first big right. opportunity he's been given. We're gonna, I'm going to do some more research yeah, great. on this. Yeah, please do I'm going to tell you this right now. I know what I've seen. And I just don't think he's over. And even if they push him, there's nothing more boring to me than a Corbin-Chad Gable match. That is boring to me. Really? As a final for King of the Ring. Bore me to tears. Well, Samoa Joe versus Gable would be cool. No. That works, too. No. Why not? Corbin versus Elias is exciting. That's interesting to me. That's interesting to me. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> We're just on two different sides of the fence on this. You just said, bet. Who's left the King? Hold on. Who's left King of the Ring? I want to know who's left. Elias versus Corbin yeah. will be a, would be a more exciting match than Corbin of versus storylines. They're both heels who have been on the same side for most of the same time. Right, well, for like a year, they've both been a, so a night, Why right, would that be an interesting matchup? So right now we have Elias versus Chad Gable in the semifinals on one side of the bracket, and then Samoa Joe, Ricochet, and Baron Corbin on the other. Yes. Okay. A Ricochet-Chad Gable match, I might be down with. A Ricochet... Elias match I might be down with. Those are my... I'll give you that. I mean, those are better. I'll concede that. Uh, those are a little better options but than the one you just threw at me as... as Samoa Joe and Chad Gable. I just don't know. I don't know. I think Corbin and Elias would be fun. I really feel like if you had seen that Chad Gable match against Chad Gallagher, your whole opinion would be changed. I have no issue with Chad's No, no, ability. I know. I'm just... Okay. Uh, I don't think you've seen him fully wrestle a dope 15-minute singles match. But I have no issue with his ability. No, but you haven't seen it is what I'm saying. I have seen him wrestle. You haven't seen him wrestle American a dope 15-minute singles match. American Alpha was great on American you, Alpha. You haven't seen him wrestle a dope 15-minute singles match. <sighs> Probably not. No, you haven't. And I'm telling you, if you did, you wouldn't feel the same way. You'd be like, yeah, put Chad Gable in the finals now. Okay, if you're asking me, do I think they should have sacrificed Cedric Alexander? And if they're going to sacrifice Ricochet for Chad Gable, I'm going to tell you right now, fuck no. What a sacrifice, man. I mean, they lose and don't get a chance to be in the finals to be king. And you're going to give it to this fucking, uh, you know. Yeah, because this is a launching pad that gives someone something to do. You forget yeah. it's like... <laughs> And don't forget nothing. Booker was established when he won the king. Harley Race was established when he was the king. So it doesn't have to be an up-and-comer bullshit. It has to be about what's best for the wrestlers involved and who could get a great shine. King Andrade would be awesome. Yeah. So would King uh, uh, Cedric Alexander would be interesting. So would King, King Drew McIntyre. So would King no, lots of King things. King Drew McIntyre would not have been exciting. There's like lots of things that would have been cool. But you forget that this is like... A scripted thing. This isn't like I know it's a scripted. No, thing. I know that, but it's not like there. This is a, like like I'm complaining about storylines. I know it's a scripted. This is a thing. vehicle for storylines. Yes, I not know. Like who's most deserving? Like a like a I trophy know. award. I know. I'm arguing from a storyline perspective. I'm not arguing from you know he earned it. I'm not arguing from that. <laughs> well, you're saying sacrificing for Chad Gable, but yeah, because it, I think Andrade because none of those guys needed as much in my opinion. <sighs> I Chad think, Gable really needs it. I think Andrade still needs it. I think there's some people who are still like kind of uh, not sure. I think he's not as over as he needs to be, even though he's done a great job over the last few weeks getting over. And certainly having Zelina come back to being kind of like the mouthpiece for Andrade has helped. But I think Andrade needs just that little bit extra something else. He could be a Randy Savage. I see him as a Randy Savage. And I'm frustrated that he's not quite there. You, you cheer for Chad Gable. I'll cheer for Andrade. <laughs> <laughs> we lost, so don't cheer for him anymore. He's not in the tournament. No, and I love Andrade. Yeah. I just think that Chad Gable needs it more than all these guys. All right, fair like enough. Like, he's the one guy that's left in the tournament right now who isn't – who, if the tournament ends tomorrow, yeah. he's the only one without something to do. Right. Exactly. There's he's the one who that. needs it. There's a reason for that. Because they haven't had something for him for career. Now they could, in all theory, right. have something for right. him. How about this? If it works out and he becomes – and it goes flaccid. 
Will you concede that it's about him? It's not necessarily about his abilities. Wait, say it again. If he wins this thing, becomes King Chad Gable, which is ridiculous, uh, and the fans still aren't over. He doesn't get over with the fans. The fans still aren't that excited about his matches. Then eventually, like, he just kind of dials out. He just kind of flails out. Will you then concede that no matter how many opportunities, sometimes it really is that you're not over with the fans, no matter how great you are as a wrestler? No, because it depends on how the storyline goes. Like, it's not it's, it's how the person's written for. It happens, though. That happens that they, they try everything to make it work, and you just don't work. That's possible. No but he, this, is the only, this is the only Chad Gable storyline there's been. No, he has been in front of people's eyes for you a number of times. You tell me with these magical opportunities that Chad Gable has had, and <laughs> then I'll concede. But, like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I've been a Chad Gable mark since before Chad Gable, since the day Chad Gable signed. I went, mm-hmm. who? Who's this Chaz Betts Olympian guy? Because I did high school wrestling. I'm yep. pretty sure that's his name, Chaz Betts. Okay. And I was like, this guy seems cool. I went and watched him. Or something. I'm like, damn, this, is that his real name, right? Uh, right? Yes, yeah. Betts. And and I went, oh, this guy seems pretty cool. Charles Betts. Yeah, Charles Betts. Oh, this guy seems pretty cool. And I, I looked at it, and I've been following him since the day he got signed. Mm-hmm. And I'm a huge fan of his because I loved all the Ready, Willing, and Gable stuff in yep. NXT. And I do not recall any huge opportunities that Chad Gable has gotten floundered since he went solo. Okay. So, because he had the tag team with Shelton Benjamin. He did? Right. And then that got split up. I forget yeah. exactly why, but I want to say that one of them got injured or right, right. something. But I've just, I, that, that split up, and he hasn't really, like, he's wrestled in a few matches and stuff, but mm-hmm. he hasn't really had, like, a, a dedicated push that I recall. Okay. Yeah, he was moved on April 16th uh, in 2019, I guess, to, oh no, 2018, by himself. To uh, Raw. Yes. Right. And then rarely used. Uh, uh, April 23rd, Gable, he fought Jinder Mahal. I remember that. Then he, uh, then he formed a tag team. Yes, I do. You remember his random match on Raw with Jinder Mahal. Yeah, because at that time, well, they, were, over with you. At that time they were pushing Jinder down, and I was mad that Jinder was losing. Because I, 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 I like Jinder being a champion. I like that he made heel. I really hate what they did with Jinder. I would have liked to have them kept him evil and winning randomly these matches and winning the occasional title. I was mad. So having him lose to Gable, I thought was a nobody. Uh, I was really upset Olympian. About. <laughs> All right, when are we going to argue? The character or the fucking real life? Well, they're both considered Olympians. <sighs> Fine. That's like saying Kurt Angle can't be considered an Olympian because his character, his character talks about it. How dare you invoke I'm Kurt I'm just Angle. saying Don't the you same thing. You can't Kurt say Angle in this No, but I'm saying is there no one in the well, fact continue, that he, wait, Has there okay. ever been a singles push for Chad Gable right, that, right, 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 that I'm right. No, no, about? because they put him with Rude quickly after that. They so, put him with Rude. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. that team got over and people liked that team. People did not like that team. People did like that team. You're insane. And then they split that team up, and then mm-hmm. the next draft happened. The superstar shakeup, and Chad got, got Chad Gale got sent back to SmackDown, and this mm-hmm. is his first dedicated push since then. Yeah. What opportunities did he squander? Yeah, you concede, my friend. I you concede. concede. I'm just. I just think the guys had opportunities. Two separate tag teams, and now solo. We'll see if he gets over. If he doesn't get over, he doesn't get over. That's it. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. Sometimes you just can't get over no matter how you try. Uh, all right, let's move on to Bo. I don't know. Speaking of not getting over, Bo Dallas wins the twenty four seven title on Drake Maverick, uh, and then runs away, and we'll deal with that later. Just why? Why hasn't Drake Maverick consummated the marriage yet? He had it for days. Yeah, this is done. This time it doesn't make sense. This storyline is it's done. It's one thing me. when it's one day to the next and they're traveling. Yeah. Now I just think that Drake Maverick's wife doesn't love him. Well, <laughs> like I'm sorry. Because why aren't she's they consummating the marriage when he wins? She's using an excuse to I not just want to know. consummate the marriage. 
Well, to be fair, he's been kind of a dick to her. So, I mean, I would, I don't deny, I don't like fault her for not consummating the marriage. Just because you're ready doesn't mean I'm ready after all the bullshit you pulled. Do you remember me? Do you remember you lifting the belt to cover my face in a social media video? Screw you, Drake. I mean, you Aussie bastard. Uh, there uh, we go. We'll, we'll talk more on yeah, the next we will. one. All right, Shinsuke comes out and fights some squash match. Look, I, this was fun, I guess. But with Sami Zayn looking on and doing commentary and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay. It was almost like he's a fan watching this happen, you know? Uh, so cool. But I want something more out of this. I don't want squash matches with Sami Zayn doing shit. Like fair, this. fair. Um, I didn't hate the squash match concept because it was. I liked watching Nagamura just punk this guy. Yeah. Um, I do get concerned with like the way they view Sami Zayn at this point. Like, the last two people who did that gimmick were Abraham Washington, who oh, yeah. got fired for making that Kobe joke during a match. Oh, yeah. Um, do you remember that? No. What did uh, he say? That I, was like... I remember him getting fired. I remember the Kobe joke. He remember he said, like... Oh, it's bad. It was something about, Ooh. like, not remembering... Like, Something about as bad as it was something about Kobe hotel room joke. It was Yee! a Kobe hotel room Yee! joke. Yeah, yeah. I, we shouldn't repeat it, but it was a Kobe hotel okay. room joke. And it'll go back. Yeah. Uh, oh, glitched again. No, <laughs> uh, no. It was a Kobe hotel room okay. joke, and All then right. uh, that got fi- got him fired, if I recall correctly. And then the other one was Leo Rush, who is oh, now right. not on TV anymore. What is so that all about? I get concerned, and he's like tweeting about future dates and how okay. he's excited about his future. So who knows? Um, but yeah, I, as, as entertaining, like you're looking up the joke. I, uh, I just want to know. Yeah, no, I, it was bad. Um, oh, it was with, uh, what's his face, right? Uh, was he with Tyson? Yeah. He, he was the primetime players manager. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh God. Yeah. That was it. Very inappropriate. Yeah. Um, that's something you joke with your friends. Yeah. That's not something you say on international no. television. No. <laughs> um, boof. But, yeah, you know, it made me laugh, but I also know that that kind of thing can become overkill, too. So, I don't know. I, I admit, Yes, it made me laugh last night. It was entertaining last night, but I don't know if I want to see it continue. Okay. I don't need to Apparently, hear. it wasn't just the joke. Apparently, he tweeted out something else about AW, AW Promotions uh, voting for Linda McMahon. No, that's not what it was. That's not what it was? I mean, you're reading your oh. article, I mean, yeah. the report or whatever, but yeah. I'm pretty sure, if I recall correctly, okay. it was the it was the joke. That was when I was, I was that working joke was tough. in News the Time. Yeah, yeah it, was, okay. it was rough. Okay. Um, but the 24-7 title stuff, well, the, that happened afterwards yeah. when Drake com, came running out, cracked me up because, uh, one, I'm glad that R-Truth is champion again. Uh-huh. And two, um, did you notice the subtle uh, Chris Jericho joke? No. So you saw everything how Chris Jericho Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, we talked about with it. The, with, with the title. With, with, yeah, so obviously you all, anyone watching this, I guarantee, I'm, I'm going to guess you saw that yeah. Chris Jericho uh, lost and now has found the AEW title. Uh, it was not a storyline thing. It was very yeah. real. He filed a police report. I spoke to the cops myself to make sure they confirmed that it was an actual thing that was reported stolen or missing to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, so the story goes that Jericho flew home to Florida after all out, uh, grabbed the wrong bags, but didn't realize it, got in his limo, went to a Longhorn Steakhouse to go eat dinner. Yeah. While on the way, realized he had the wrong bag. So he went to the steakhouse. His title belt was in the car with him, with next to the bags. Um, when they got to Longhorn Steakhouse, he told the driver, can you take this back? I grabbed the wrong bags. I can grab my bags if they're there. The guy said, yeah. So 
driver went back, but he, but Jericho left the title belt in the limo. And when the driver came back, the title belt was not in the limo and Jericho reported it stolen or missing. Um, kind of sounds like he lost the title, but, but I mean, I don't, know, I don't know. I'm just saying, but it has been found the the Tallahassee police department posted a picture of the belt saying it's my they found college it. sound dog. Uh, but the reason I brought this up is because I like the tiny little subtle reference from Corey Graves when all this happened when Drake Maverick was caring, was all happily celebrating yeah. with the title. Uh, Corey said something like, uh, Oh, you know, Drake's gonna take his wife in their limousine and go to a chain restaurant now or something like that. And Whoa. I was cracking him. I was like, oh, I wait, I knew there was going to have to be some reference to, to Jericho losing the title. Uh, so that made me laugh. What steakhouse were they going to? Longhorn steakhouse. Yeah, man, I've been there in Tallahassee. Yeah. Yeah. You been to the Tallahassee I, Longhorn? I went to school at Florida State. So for me, going to Longhorn Steakhouse, that's what we did on theater nights. We would go and hang out and uh, have uh, – I think it's the place – I think it's the one – it's got great bread at the beginning. I think it's the one you eat peanuts and throw the shells on the ground. I think. Isn't that uh, Northwoods Inn? No. I never heard of Northwoods. You never heard of Northwoods? No. Then that's maybe just out here. Then that's yeah. where I'm used to. Longhorn doing that. Steakhouse is the one. And I think there's one in. Do they Vic- not have Outback out in there? In Victorville, I think there's one in Victorville in California. Do they not have Outback out there? Yeah, but it's not the same. It's not the same as no, Longhorn. Longhorn felt like a down home place in the South. You know, Outback is like you know, it's a chain. Longhorn didn't didn't never felt like a chain. Fair enough. So, fair enough. Yeah, Longhorn was great. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, well, like, luckily Jericho found the title. Or Jericho, the title has <laughs> been did. found. He so, did. Anyway, uh, uh, J- yeah, Drake wins the title back, but then R-Truth jumps out of the chair or whatever and by the throne, gets that title, and then runs off. I'll be honest with you, it was fine that he won the title back, but I'm not excited that he won the title back because I'm like, okay, we've, I feel like we've done what we can do with R-Truth. I, it would have been nice to see somebody else for a, a, a month or so. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I was, I was, was like, kind okay, of quasi-interested in Bo Dallas being yeah, given an opportunity yeah, because he, he is funny. It? Right. And I, I would have liked to have seen Plus what Bo Dallas... freaking fire... It's a fiend. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen Bo get like maybe a week to do something with him because yeah. I like... Where they're when they were doing um, kind of giving the guys who have comedy chops a week to do something fun with it. Yeah, I know you hated it, but I liked the Mike and Maria Canellas thing. You know, Oof. I liked the Jinder Mahal thing. I liked. I don't mind Jinder. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I I liked these little side things. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of creates this bigger world of the twenty four seven title. Kind of yeah. when people get a week with it and then they're kind of lumped in and they almost make sense with the zombie of people as opposed to just like this like well you're not doing anything tonight go run chase after the 24 7 i think it's a great point and i think you could have done something bo dallas because of uh, henning and how or uh, right and yeah. have them both like kind of for a week or two or even for a month like uh fight each other for the bell constantly and you could still have other people getting involved blah, 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 but then one of them would take it off the other one that would be brilliant that'd be funny a way to keep them kind of still in the mix uh on tv and whatever or the b team and then maybe get people's excitement for them kind of back up again and then you put them back on and they could wrestle there's possibilities i mean they're good i mean that time when they wrestled is, roman reigns yeah. it was a fun match yeah it was our truth is not it doesn't do anything for him to have it again. It really doesn't. So I, I hope I hope they take your advice and maybe do something with Bo Dallas. That would, that would be fun. Or with Henning. Uh, it would be interesting as well. Axel. Uh, Curtis Axel. Curtis Axel. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. I know he's... But he's Kurt Henning's son, isn't he? He is Kurt Henning's son. Isn't he the, the Axe's grandson, uh, for is. God's sakes? All right. Uh, all right. Uh, let's move on to the last segment. That's Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns, and Eric Rowan. This was a super surprise on my end. Had no idea. And Rowan killed it. Dude, Rowan knocked it out of the... 
park. Woo! I was so shocked, dude. Like Rowan's always this quiet, yeah. like just been everybody imposing else. figure. Everyone else always talking for him. Loved it. You can. I'll let you kind of yeah, like. Yeah, just the, just the, you know, Daniel Bryan came out, did his thing, and Roman's race. He was looking for the apology, and then Rowan comes out and. Ab- and then absolutely destroys Reigns. And then when Daniel Bryan tries this, he goes, you're not going to stop me. I'm tired of people talking to me. You're saying, what are you going to do, come up and slap me? And then later, as this is all going on outside the ring, when they get outside the ring, Daniel Bryan does come up and slap Rowan. He's and like, Rowan, I'm your friend. And he, he slaps, slaps him. him. And Rowan throws him through a goddamn table. It was great. And Rowan is the last one standing. So was it Rowan all along? He said it was. Yes, that's right. No, no, he said it in the thing. He said, yeah. like, I'm glad, I, I'm proud of what I did to but, you. Yeah. And he he straight up said he did it this Okay, time. so the I'm, the asking, mystery I'm asking because over. we've had this kind of, like, yeah. you know. Mystery is over. It was Rowan. It was Rowan. Uh, and Now, should Buddy Murphy be scared now? Probably. <laughs> so Rowan has finally admitted it, and now Rowan's going to go kill him. Uh, you know, I really, really, really enjoyed this. I think that. You know, I saw people bitching, like, really, you guys, they did this, like, month-long, or over-month-long storyline of a whodunit angle all to just be Rowan? Yeah, great. You just did something awesome for Rowan. Like, Rowan is entertaining. Like, Rowan's a big presence like he's a big dude he's put in the time yep. he's put in the work he's come over he's come overcome the injuries he's overcome all this kind of stuff he's Let overcome sh- terrible gimmicks yeah terrible gimmicks to, a terrible theme song yep to still be around and now he gets to be himself yeah you know and just kind of be this big tough badass yeah i love it i love it i thought that he's i was like watching it like damn rowan can talk rowan can actually talk and, yeah. and be his own singles thing like Hell yeah. You know, we've seen it with Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Or not, sorry. We've seen it with Braun Strowman, Braun where Braun Strowman. Strowman got to break out of the Wyatt family. Right, right. I like it. I, I'm, big, I'm interested and in, in Rowan. Uh, with, uh, what's his face? Luke Harper, a Luke little Harper, bit. A the, little bit. They won the title. What do you mean a little bit? They well, won the titles. I don't know if he's ever had a, he's been an Intercontinental Champion, but I don't know if Luke Harper ever actually got like a f- fully dedicated, like, big push like this. I mean, they, this was a whodunit angle for two months that right. ended with Rowan. I'm just saying he's been doing different... They've, they've tried different ways yes. to put Rowan in stuff, and this, finally, this looks great. Absolutely. And I loved it. I yeah. think that... Uh, I like the idea of Rowan versus Roman. I I'm think down with it. When they need more big guys. Absolutely. Like, I, I, I'm sorry. Like the little guys are great too. The smaller guys are great too. But yeah. the big guys are, you know, that, that's WWE. And like Rowan, yeah. I feel like Rowan puts on. Rowan's been involved in like really good matches in the past. Where yep. yes, it was maybe a tag match or whatever. But like Rowan's been involved in good matches. Yep. Um, I have confidence that they could put on a good match together at Clash Champion. After, and it's a new opponent for Roman. Absolutely. After this promo and then after what he did to Reigns and Daniel Bryan, I absolutely believe that as well. But now, have we turned Bryan face? I'm wondering that. I almost wonder if they want him face for Fox. Yeah. I that, like, see that. They did this right. thing with him for a minute, but like maybe they put him back to being a face now. Yeah. And you know what? I'm okay with it. Yeah. Brian's one of those people that he's Teflon. Like, yeah, he's, right, of course. He can go wherever. If the second, all he has to do is like, right. one of these things, and you can't see me if you're listening, but it's my fing, my, my <laughs> yes fingers starting to activate a little bit. The second he does, like, he's looking at them, yeah. and he, like, starts to write that whole crowd. just going to be like, yes, yeah. And you know, and that's literally 
all he has to do. Yeah. Like, he just has to do that one moment of, like, staring at his fingers. Like, what's, what's happening? The, the yes movement is reactivating. Ah, yes. Like, it would be awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. that's really what everyone's waiting for. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, they love cheering for Brian. Everyone so, yeah. loves cheering for Daniel Bryan. Yeah, so maybe when the Reigns and Rowan thing is over, then it'll be Daniel Bryan and Rowan possibly for a, a mini program and then booming, moving I, on from that. I know that I, uh, oh. I'm still being hopeful on the Luke Harper front, but I'm almost, one, I'm almost hoping that this leads to after Clash of Champions, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns against the Bludgeon Brothers. Oh. The new version where they're both normal. So, oh, yeah. I think WWE's going to make Luke Harper work off that time. What Otherwise, if, he's going to be sitting on the sidelines. Yeah. Well, what if Luke interferes in this match to help? That's Ron? what I'm wondering. That's right. Because there's that, no titles on the line. Yeah. And so. he was actually just doing this for them the whole time. They wanted to be normal. And you can just play into that. And they're like normal dudes yeah. who like, let Luke Harper just talk. Like, you know. It would be hilarious if they, and, and they turn on Brian and be like, you were always the runt of the Wyatt family. Remember when we played <laughs> with you? And they're like banding him about like a rabbit. That would be perfect. <laughs> just kind of turning it around. And Brian's like all shocked that this is all happening. Them on. Everything's turned around so crazy. I thought I was in control. Yeah. And he's not in control at no. all. That would be great. And you know, Brian, it seemed to me like Brian wanted to help the Bludgeon Brothers get over back when he first came yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. And now it's like he's seemingly getting another shot. I, I hope that this is all, that, that somehow Luke Harper gets involved in this and it becomes a tag team because it does seem like yeah. he's going to turn face again. It looks crazy to me how the Wyatt family is all of a sudden becoming, like, slowly but surely becoming, like, separate powers within whatever they're doing. It's like the Four Horsewomen. Yeah. It's very much like that. Yeah, like these, good point. these NXT entities that have kind of, like, yeah. grown to become the hottest thing in wrestling right now, even separately, like the Wyatt family separately, but they're all, like, these popular, the, the cool things going on in wrestling yeah, right now, yeah. too. So, yeah, I know I love it. Yeah. Maybe Chad Gable should join the White family. All right, well, there you go. They don't even exist anymore, Roka. <laughs> I mean, he should be head on straight. He should be rambling rabbit. He's so small. All right, thanks, everyone, for watching this SmackDown Live recap here on Pro Wrestling Sheet. Ryan, tell them where they can watch, listen, and read everything we do. ProWrestlingSheet.com. That's the website where you can find all the top stories in the world of professional wrestling throughout the week at Wrestling Sheet on social media. YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where you can find the videos that we do, the Ron SmackDown recaps. Uh, it's where you can find interviews that we do. Uh, yeah, and a lot more. Also, check out our podcast feed. Uh, it's on all the major podcast platforms. Just search Wrestling Sheet Radio. You can find a recent interview I did with Tony Storm on there. Yeah, that was a good uh, interview, man. Thank you. Uh, you that, that one I didn't put on the YouTube channel because it was just audio, and I didn't want you to just look at me the whole time while I was interviewing her. <laughs> but if you want to listen to it, it's good stuff. Even though we talk about UK TakeOver before it happened, uh, it's worth checking out. There's some other fun stuff in there as well, especially now that she's not champion. She talks about... Maybe her goals for Ron SmackDown in the future. So mm. we'll have to wait and see. Uh, you can find me on social media, Matt Ryan Sadden. Oh, and the podcast. I said the podcast feed. So yeah, yeah. I'm Matt Ryan Sadden. There you go. Follow <laughs> Ryan Sadden. Follow me at The Rogue Says on Twitter and on Instagram. Sorry to everyone again for the Raw recap. They didn't get up. It was totally technical difficulties. And that just happens sometimes. So our apologies. But we touched on what we want to touch on for this. Thank you for watching or listening to this SmackDown Live recap. We'll be back next week with another Raw and SmackDown Live recap on Pro Wrestling Sheet. Until then, take care and enjoy yourselves. ProWrestlingSheet.com Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. 
at participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.20. It's that little chico pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 